subtly, passed out of the realm of the commonplace and became tinged with fear. He was looking into a vague, shadowy chamber, lit by the gray light of the moon, which streamed in from some obscure source. For there was no window in that room, but in the gray light he saw three silent shapes that hung suspended in a row, and their stillness and their outlines woke chill horror in his soul. There was no sound, no word, but he sensed a presence of fear and lunacy crouching in a dark corner. Abruptly he was back in the dusty, high-ceilinged room before the great fireplace. He was lying in his blankets, staring tensely through the dim door and across the shadowy hall to where a beam of moonlight fell across the balustrated stair, some seven steps up from the landing. And there was something on the stair, a bent, misshapen, shadowy thing that never moved fully into the beam of light, but a dim yellow blur that might have been a face was turned toward him, as if something crouched on the stair regarding him and his companion. Fright crept chilly through his veins, and it was then that he awoke, if indeed he had been asleep. He blinked his eyes. The beam of moonlight fell across the stair just as he had dreamed it did, but no figure lurked there. Yet his flesh still crawled from the fear the dream or vision had roused in him. His legs felt as if they had been plunged in ice water. He made an involuntary movement to awaken his companion, when a sudden sound paralyzed him. It was the sound of whistling on the floor above. Eerie and sweet it rose, not carrying any tune, but piping shrill and melodious. Such a sound, in a supposedly deserted house, was alarming enough, but it was more than the fear of a physical invader that held Griswell frozen. He could not himself have defined the horror that gripped him, but Branna's blankets rustled, and Griswell saw he was sitting upright. His figure bulked dimly in the soft darkness, the head turned toward the stair as if the man were listening intensely. More sweetly and more subtly evil rose that weird whistling. "'John,' whispered Griswell from dry lips. He had meant to shout, to tell Branner that there was somebody upstairs, somebody who could mean them no good, that they must leave the house at once, but his voice died dryly in his throat. Branner had risen. His boots clumped on the floor as he moved toward the door. He stalked leisurely into the hall and made for the lower landing, merging with the shadows that clustered black about the stair. Griswell lay incapable of movement, his mind a whirl of bewilderment. Who was that whistling upstairs? Why was Branner going up those stairs? Griswell saw him pass the spot where the moonlight rested, saw his head tilted back as if he were looking at something Griswell could not see above and beyond the stair but his face was like that of a sleepwalker. He moved across the bar of moonlight and vanished from Griswell's view, even as the latter tried to shout to him to come back. A ghastly whisper was the only result of his effort. The whistling sank to a lower note, died out. Griswell heard the stairs creaking under Branna's measured tread. Now he had reached the hallway above, for Griswell heard the clump of his feet moving along it. Suddenly the footfalls halted, and the whole night seemed to hold its breath. Then an awful scream split the stillness, and Griswell started up, echoing the cry. 
The strange paralysis that had held him was broken. He took a step toward the door, then checked himself. The footfalls were resumed. Branner was coming back. He was not running. The tread was even more deliberate and measured than before. Now the stairs began to creak again. A groping hand, moving along the balustrade, came into the bar of moonlight, then another, and a ghastly thrill went through Griswell as he saw that the other hand gripped a hatchet, a hatchet which dripped blackly. Was that Branner who was coming down that stair? Yes. The figure had moved into the bar of moonlight now, and Griswell recognized it. Then he saw Branner's face, and a shriek burst from Griswell's lips. Branner's face was bloodless, corpse-like. Gouts of blood dripped darkly down it. His eyes were glassy and set, and blood oozed from the great...